This is Gotham TV Podcast, episode 96, where we are looking at Gotham Season 3, episode 17, The Primal Riddle. I'm David Mazuz, and you're listening to Gotham TV Podcast. This is Drew Powell, and you're listening to Gotham TV Podcast. This is Robin Lloyd-Taylor, and you're listening to Gotham TV Podcast. Welcome back, Gothamites. Welcome back, Detectives. Yes, we are here looking at episode 17 of season 3 of Gotham, The Primal Riddle. Yes, the Riddler is getting many an episode at this moment in time, uh, and quite rightly too. I am one of your riddling hosts, John. And I'm one of your other hosts, Derek. Welcome back. Yeah. And lots of cool news as well this time. Lots of news, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some interesting ones to kick off. Probably the, the biggest news that's come out is about Gotham Season 4. So happy they are over at Fox with uh, with Gotham. They're bringing this show back for Season 4 a week earlier than originally Ooh, planned. Ooh, excitement rises mm-hmm. along with the heroes. That's right, that's right. Uh, yeah, Gotham Season 4 will be airing on Fox in the US uh, and in Canada and North America, I guess, uh, on the 21st of September. Uh, Thursday the 21st of September. Uh, so it has moved to a new night, as we knew, um, earlier on in the season. No longer Gotham Mondays now, Gotham Thursdays. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be happening on Thursdays uh, from the 21st of September, John. Excellent. Mm, yes. That leads us on to our other piece of news. Yes, yes. Our other piece of news, which is that we will be covering Gotham Season 4 at the same pace as our friends and brethren in North America. Yes, um, we are moving from our podcast home here. Mm. um, And as such, we will be able to cover Gotham at the US pace. That is definitely the benefit. Definitely. Uh, Unfortunately, if you are a YouTube watcher and have been watching our episodes on YouTube, this is uh, there's only going to be a few more episodes in this little room here uh, with our lovely Gotham photographs in the background and our our uh, Oswald Cobblepot for Mayor poster behind me. Um, yeah, only a few more episodes of that uh, before we shut down season three of uh, of Gotham TV podcast and move on to season four very quickly uh, following the US pace. One extra bit of news just that I got just after finishing recording our podcast. Um, RTE have confirmed they're not actually going to be broadcasting the finale the way it was broadcast in the US. Uh, in the US, the final two episodes were broadcast on the same night. Uh, in Ireland, they're going to actually be broadcast separately a week apart. So we will be recording a podcast for each episode. It's kind of the way we do it anyway. It allows our listeners to uh, to watch any episode in the order they want to listen to them and then uh, watch the following episode. So it does make total sense for us uh, better than doing just one podcast about two episodes that may actually not be broadcast together or not be watched together by uh, anybody listening. So just wanted to let you know that. So we've got another uh, five weeks left to go of our podcast. But really excited to get back to the back to the US place, though. Absolutely. But of course, uh, whether you are listening at the American pace, the Irish pace, the uh, Central European pace, mm-hmm. 
the Australian pace, or the Netflix pace, or the Netflix pe- you're pace. Binging our podcast just like you binge the show on Netflix. Exactly. You can, of course, find our podcast over on Apple Podcasts. Just go to gothamtvpodcast.com forward slash iTunes. And of course, you can subscribe. And indeed, if you want to leave a review uh, over at Apple Podcasts. Go on. And of course, you can search any other good podcast catcher of your choice. Just search Gotham TV Podcast. Absolutely. And we will, of course, always be around on Facebook. You can like our page or you can join our Facebook group. Just go over to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Gotham TV podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we love getting feedback. So if you want to email us feedback, you can email us to feedback at gothamtvpodcast.com. You can record a voicemail for us over on our website at gothamtvpodcast.com as well. And a big reminder, I put it out on our Twitter feed today over at Gotham TV Podcast. Um, Just a reminder, we do have a bullockism competition, which will be closing out at the end of the season. just a couple more episodes to go, really, towards the end of the season. But all you need to do is just tell us your favourite Bullock moment from Gotham Season 3. There have been loads of great ones. Pop onto the website. I've got a full list of, of everything that we've called out as the Bullock moments of the season. Uh, and then you can email in any of those or any ones we may have missed and pop into a competition where you can win a Harvey Bullock pop vinyl you can win the base cards for season one of the gotham trading cards kindly donated by one of our listeners and some other cool prizes that we'll be sending out to the one lucky winner of that uh, of that competition and um, one other tiny announcement before we get into the episode we are in episode 96 of our podcast that means we're going to be coming up on episode 100 a big milestone for us after yeah what three and a half years of covering uh, Gotham, big milestone to reach 100 episodes uh, since the show was only around 66 episodes long. We did pretty well to get a few extra episodes in there. <laughs> um, so make sure you send us in uh, any thoughts that you want to for our 100th episode, any favorite moments from the show or any any voicemail, just say hi. Uh, you are welcome to send them in for our 100th episode, which will be happening in four episodes time. Yes, absolutely. Well, I think that is all with the public service announcements yep. <laughs> uh, so far. So I think it's on to our spoiler-filled review where we will cover this episode 17, The Primal Riddle, with our five case notes. But first off, Derek, um, what were the production notes are on this one? Mm-hmm. A first-time director over on Gotham has joined the season. Uh, Mayha Vervilo done lots of TV work, worked over on Hawaii Five-0, Person of Interest, Rush Hour and Elementary, loads of TV work and all most of it within 2016, 2017. So moved around a lot of TV shows across many different networks as well. So uh, really cool to have them on board uh, for this episode. Or uh, her. Yeah, this episode was written by Stephen Lillian and Brian Winbrandt. Um, we know them from earlier episodes in the season. They did Follow the White Rabbit. Ah, great episode. Excellent episode with the Mad Hatter. And they also did uh, Smile Like You Mean It, uh, another episode with Jerome, a big villain of Gotham. And as you can see, they had a very big villain, and a very big villainous moment in this episode of Gotham as well. Yes. John, do you want to tell us what they gave us with your synopsis for the episode? Sure. After being tipped off by Barbara about the Court of Owls, Enigma goes on a vendetta to solve the riddle of who controls Gotham. Enigma takes Mayor Aubrey James hostage, televising a threat to end his life if he does not learn the identity of the court. Gordon arranges a meeting with Enigma at GCPD headquarters and convinces Enigma to have him escorted to the court himself. In exchange, Gordon takes the place of his deceased Uncle Frank in the Court of Owls as he shows his loyalty to Catherine and the rest of the court. 
Cobblepot and Ivy recruit Victor Fries and Bridget Pike for the army of freaks that he plans to use against Edward Nigma, a.k.a. the Riddler. Meanwhile, 514A, the Bruselganger, struggles to gain Alfred's trust and attempts to kill Selina by pushing her out of a window to cover up his true nature as a clone. Oof, yes, yes, some big moments in this episode. Wow, 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 uh-huh. a massive, massive point in the Gotham verse. Mm-hmm. We get the the kitties um collecting around Selena as <laughs> yes, she's fallen do. from from a window or should I say pushed from a window mm. by the evil Brusel ganger who basically said too much and then regretted it so pushed her out the window. Yeah. Um which harsh. was yeah pretty harsh to be honest but it really does mirror um Batman returns. Absolutely it we really are really does. We are already in our case notes. Uh, obviously this is uh, <laughs> this is one of the big case notes. I think we'll just jump in and, and say that the case note number 1 is Catwoman returns, right? It After, really does. Because it's Batman returns. It's she yeah, no, no, the moment, the moment is Catwoman returns. She um, really does, yeah. Because yeah. it because it mirrors a big moment for any of us old er, Batman fans. Uh, right the way back from Batman Returns, the um, the second film done by Tim Burton in the Batman series, uh, where Michelle Pfeiffer's character falls out a window and is surrounded by cats who effectively bring her back to life and grant her with her nine lives that all cats get. That's it, they kind yeah. of... Liquor to death. Uh, sorry, liquor to, to life, life, I yes. should say. Uh, <laughs> liquor to life, um, nuzzle her, scent her, um, and this, this kitty cat power, uh, infuses the, um, the dead Michelle Pfeiffer. And mm-hmm. I would suspect a similar kind of infusion of kitty power is gonna, uh, occur with, Gotham, Selena Kyle. Yes, yes, it's really interesting. Uh, the, the, I wonder what what the uh, what will happen after this because obviously we've just had our fall out a window, be pushed out a window by uh, by the Brussels ganger. So um, this is quite a big moment. Will she remember that? Will she go after five one four five one four A and go back go to the Wayne Manor? Does she know that he did it? Will she that yeah. knock on the head? Will that have wiped her memory a bit? Yeah. Are memories intact, or mm-hmm. have they been lost? Will she remember? He's the Bruce Ganger. Will she ever remember the original Bruce Wayne when presumably he escapes from his MC Escher prison? Like it was a massive uh, point in the episode, a real big shock. I was, I certainly wasn't expecting him to push her out the window. I, I really didn't think um, that the the Catwoman or Catgirl, maybe at this stage, I, I don't know, whatever springs to mind at the time uh whether that i didn't realize that was going to happen in this episode it's one of the delights of not being spoiled actually i've not seen anything about this so this was a really um big shock and i i love that it came from the fact that you know she tells 514a um that the the difference between him and bruce is that He's trying to save her by telling her to get out of town and to save herself from the fall of Gotham as ordered by the Court of Owls, but that the real Bruce Wayne would try and save everyone. Absolutely. Um, And it's a really nice little point on their relationship that despite her not really wanting to be with him, be with the original Bruce Wayne, and she's told him to sort of back off and, and really to stay away, that nonetheless... That is her relationship with him is still there. She, you know, there is a friendship there. Yeah. Um, and that ultimately that that leads her to 
uh, being pushed out of the window by 514A is, is really interesting. And, uh, um, you know, that the defense of Bruce has led to, um, the formation of Catwoman. Potentially um, the loss of her first life, yes. Yeah, because, um, you know, she was going to head off and, and tell Alfred. Yeah. It's a really interesting moment. Like, obviously, we've, we've talked about how close these two characters have been on Gotham, uh, Selina and Bruce, over the last three seasons. And, you know, comic book perspective, obviously, they've changed quite a lot from the comic books in terms of, of how Gotham produces its show. There's lots of other characters that... that uh, Bruce knows as uh, uh, when he's a young kid that aren't involved with him, and Selina would be one that he gets to know later in life after he becomes Batman, and the two sides of them are missed, are mixed kind of a bit. Um, it's interesting to see here. There's options now for her to forget Bruce and move on, uh, having had that relationship with him, having her, having him know her, and her not know him. Uh, there is this point now that you can diverge the storylines where she can now become the villain and not have that relationship with Bruce Wayne for a while. Yeah, but a uh, a charming, charismatic villain who, in the scheme of things, is stealing from the rich. It's almost Robin Hood uh, to some extent. And that's probably yeah. why Bruce gives her a few passes. She's just uh, in it for herself. She doesn't She doesn't. Uh, doesn't rob the money to get... Um, to get a huge mansion or, you know, one last score. She doesn't rob banks. She'll generally just take enough money to cover her, her food costs and the cost of getting milk for her cats. Definitely. Um, I think given that we've been talking about 514A, mm. I think that's on to our second uh, note here. And he has a sell-by date. Yes. Um, and Or should I say a use-by date, um, to be honest. Um, 514A is on his way out. He is yeah. expiring. He is um, nosebleeding all over a game of chess. I know. Uh, that just just after him and Alfred have had a game of chess, uh, bloody nose. And ultimately, he managed to slip out to uh, report this and get a doctor with the Court of Owls. Like, they've got a good insurance scheme going, uh, obviously, <laughs> Court of Owls. They um, obviously have all the high, high-end high people on the payroll, so they have loads of doctors, I'm sure, they, uh, that they could have had. Um, I, I just wonder, this this kind of made me question, if they checked the, um, you know, the, the vases or the big glass tubes that were in Indian Hill where all of these... Uh, all the Jerome was in and where Galavan was in and where, where the Brussel gang was in. Do you think there would be a best before end date on the bottom of the tubes if they checked them? Well, like good for six months. Well, that's it. I mean, <laughs> to, to some extent, actually, they've all got some kind of slight flaw to, to an extent. I mean, uh, with, with Dr. Fry's, um, he needs that suit. Otherwise, he's really uh, of no threat to anyone because he has to live um, in in the Arctic mm-hmm. um, or Antarctica, depending on whether he likes the company of penguins or polar bears. Geographer. Um, yes. So, yeah. Well, that's that's my name. Don't worry. I'm impressed. Um, that kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, um, it's really interesting, you know, that there was a flaw. You know, we, we hear that he, he is... Um, time limited Mm -hmm. there was a flaw in the procedure yeah the way Catherine explains it to him is effectively the the procedure that brought you back um is not without its problems it's not perfected yet so while uh while the brussel ganger is a perfect specimen of bruce wayne and also has additional powers the ability to jump huge distances the ability to brawl and fight without any training you know um he's seriously a strong character and i don't i think 
Bruce has met him now and Bruce was no match for him at the moment. So um, so it is quite interesting that while he is quite a perfect specimen of Bruce Wayne, he does have this flaw, which means he doesn't stay around forever. So very interesting. So it's a question of will he bleed out? Will mm-hmm. he kind of age really quickly or melt really quickly like um, sort of Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark or um, yeah and I suppose the the aging from uh, the Last Crusade Mm -hmm. so yeah it would be interesting to see if it's sudden when it finally gets there yeah at the moment these are like symptoms that something's not right but you know is he going to go out with a bang will he inflate and pop Um, (laughs) or will he sort of wither and shrivel yeah, you never, or, you know, just explode. We're not going to know that for a while, I'd say. Um, it's quite interesting that uh, that they did point out that he he will not expire before Bruce gets back uh, to the city. So there is there's obviously a plan to bring Bruce back uh, to the city and, and get him involved in what the Court of Owls are doing. So uh, so five one four A is just a placeholder, effectively holding the holding everything in situ until Bruce gets back. I thought that was quite interesting. Yeah, so he is he is the placeholder for that training that they mm-hmm. expect Bruce to go through. Yeah, and hopefully they can having to convince Bruce of working with the Court of Owls because right now don't think don't see him working for the Court of Owls. So that's quite an interesting point as well. But yeah. I did like the other element of it. Um, a bit a bit important, I suppose. Uh, Catherine calls out that she notices that he's been getting very attached to some people. Is he concerned that they may die in the wipeout of Gotham? That is the reckoning, I suppose, that's coming when Bruce comes back. But points out that she thinks he's uh, he's concerned for Alfred, and that's the reason we get the scene with um, with Selina is to show that actually it's not Alfred that he's concerned about. While he does seem to like Alfred, it's Selina is the one that he's concerned about, and the Court of Elves don't know about her. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we probably get the first hint from Alfred that, you know, he's going to catch on Mm -hmm. uh, eventually. Uh, He wins the game of chess against Bruce. um, And that is surprising for him uh, where he he is saying, um, did you let me win? You you know, are are you um, yourself? And so, you know, okay. Bruce Ganger does manage to get a good enough excuse uh, along the lines of Selena Kyle, which is this always going to pull the wool over the eyes of, of Alfred. Absolutely. So, but this puppy love has driven me to lose chess to you, Alfred. Absolutely, you know? <laughs> but like we, we certainly get the the first sort of indication that maybe Alfred will begin gradually over time to to realize something is not quite right. Yeah. Yeah, because obviously you know the same thing with Selena. She does. She had met. The Bruce Ganger before. So when you've met it and you know that that a that a, a doppelganger exists in in the world of Gotham, if things start to go down a path where you know something is different and something is off about the person you're talking to, you're more likely to make that leap and make that jump. So even though he's a very good replacement for Bruce, can he really replace someone that Alfred has known since he was a boy, uh, since he was born? Effectively, can he really replace him? Is he going to be able to keep this up long enough that Alfred won't find out? If even just the simple fact of losing a chess game uh, can cause Alfred to question and not liking the lasagna or wanting the lasagna, excuse me, last time. Cottage um, pie. Cottage pie. Cottage pie. Of course. Um, but wanting the p- cottage pie last time made Alfred also question, was this Bruce? So a couple of little things like that. And it, it's not long before Alfred remembers um that it isn't it, there is a possibility that the Bristol Ganger is back. Yeah. Absolutely. But before that announcement of uh the the switch and replace by the Court of Owls, 
we have an announcement on the Gotham stage by none other than the Riddler in his most artistic and over-the-top announcement. Um, I'd even call it Batman 66 Yes, maybe. <laughs> um, I must say, I just thought the the announcement uh, on the stage whilst Hamlet is playing uh, in order to request, effectively, or demand, I should say, that um, the Court of Owls come forward mm-hmm. um, and make themselves known, <laughs> I thought was really, really good. It was, it was kind was of fab. the first part of his plan, that kind of um, to to get everyone's eyes on the fact that He's been there. He's disrupted this, um, you know, high society event. He's murdered Hamlet. Um, I love the first person yeah. he kills is the ghost. I think that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and then Hamlet. And then Hamlet. Yeah, the, co- the ghost can't come on stage because he's dead. I think is a nice little touch. Lovely little touches in this. I think it's it's totally to the credit of the writers. Um, I love that the way he, he uh, captures Mary James is that he's eating a Danish and obviously <laughs> Hamlet is the Prince of Denmark. So yeah. nice little touches there. And I'm sure they're just little funny nods that they put into the script for this episode. And they work really well for a character like Riddler as well. And a big reminder in our in our synopsis for the show, Enigma would be coming down hard on us for this. We kept calling him Ed. We kept calling him Nigma. That is true. He's now the Riddler. And he, he completely admonishes Barbara for calling him Ed. She, he says, because you've known me for a while, I'm allowing that once, but I am the Riddler now. Very yes. Important. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's that's my bad. The Riddler <laughs> is going to riddle me some trouble, no doubt. It's going to take a while. It's been three seasons. That is, yeah, ahead, absolutely. So. <laughs> but this, yeah, this is kind of like the first part of his plan, where mm. it it it's that sort of sleight of hand to distract whilst he feeds um, Mayor James the Danishes. Um, you know, and I'm so delighted to see Aubrey James back in this episode. Yeah. He's got some great moments. You can tell he comes from comedy, the actor himself. You can tell he comes Richard Kind. Uh, you can tell he comes from comedy because those moments where, um, you know, Bruce and Harvey are telling him that, that he's in danger. Um, Nigma's coming to get him, you know, and he's sitting there eating Dan- Danishes going, hmm, these are yummy. Uh, until until Jim says to him, who did you get them from? And he goes, just some wonderful citizen of the city. <laughs> your life is in danger. They called in advance to say they were coming because your life's in danger. And yet you'll just yeah. eat some random, uh, some random baked treats, which we know in Gotham calls death. Yes. Baked treats, cannoli <laughs> or danishes yeah. uh, really are not good for the tummy. Bakery should not have many customers. This no, I, I, absolutely. I, I kind of also want to know what on earth was in that box. I, I love the touch of Babs um, sort of whispering in his ear whilst he's blindfolded and him suddenly freaking out over, um, you know, the time he was held captive by Galavan with Tabitha and, uh, and Barbara sort of, keeping him on his toes shall Mm -hmm. we speak but he certainly doesn't want a box back over his head so you can only imagine what may have been in it spiders scorpions snakes rats yeah who who knows but he is certainly doesn't want to go back into the box so much that he gives the riddler the uh, confirmation of the court's existence mm-hmm. and the name, the court. Um, whereas Barbara is kind of, well, hey, that's no use whatsoever. <laughs> whereas just a Riddler word. takes a matter. different perspective to mm-hmm. it. Um, and I suppose 
that ultimately leads us on to our fourth uh, point, which is that Jim joins the court. You know, this was dun, a, dun, dun. this was a great moment, and I must yeah. say, I, this was something that was released in some of the press photographs that I've seen. I, I probably see a little bit more than John does uh, in terms of the press. So I did know that Jim could have the potential um, to wear the mask. I think is what I was what I'd seen was the images of him with the mask on. Never realized that this would actually lead to him being part of the Court of Owls. Um, very interesting, very cool that he's actually taking over this position after dealing with his uncle for the last few weeks. Um, remember, his uncle and his and his father were members of the Court of Owl for years. Yeah. yeah. So particularly, obviously, his uncle stayed on possibly 10 more years, maybe 15 more years working for the Court of Owls. So this, and he was trying to take them down. So this idea that Jim might be able to slip into the Court of Owls and take them down in a few weeks, I don't know. I don't know whether that's possible. Uh, will he find a place within the Court of Owls to uh, to do the things he needs to do in the city? Yeah, I mean, it was a great moment when he, he just he puts the mask uh, the owl mask on, uh, really, really good. Um, just to throw one occasion. Yeah, <laughs> it, it could, it would be interesting to see that on sort of say a long haul flight, you know, <laughs> instead of the the eye patches that everyone looks like um, a bunch of sleeping owls. Well, um, maybe not eye patches. That's probably a pirate ship that you're thinking oh, well, of. Maybe, yeah. 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 Well, you know the the <laughs> masks. masks yes. Yeah, sleep masks. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, it's a really good moment uh, in the company of the other members of the court who are all wearing uh, their masks. It's interesting to see that they are wearing them uh, when he comes in. So he's, mm. he doesn't know who anyone else is there. And well, neither do we really. But there are moments where they are unmasked effectively when they are making decisions and, and so on. The mask is not a compulsory uh, part of the dress code mm. for for the court. But um yeah, you know, he this basically he proves his loyalty to to the court by bringing the Riddler to Catherine and the court um so that they can take him in and give the answers to the riddle he has always been uh trying to answer after Professor Strange said that, you know, who runs um effectively Wayne Enterprises. Yeah, 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 and he was he was trying to question um uh, Lucius Fox and Bruce Wayne in, in that moment in season two, uh, trying to get that information out of them because he'd been set this task and set this riddle. So I love that that's something that's been kind of building up for a year. Definitely. One of the things as well, now that you mentioned Lucius Fox, but Lucius Fox is still somewhere captured by by the Riddler. Yeah, we saw it in the in the preview of the episode that the last time, I, again, just a, a reminder is that Lucius got hit over the head in the car with uh, with Ed uh, when Ed was announcing that he is the Riddler. So we don't know where Lucius is. would be. Uh, I hope we get to see him back very soon. Yeah, but he, he is a prisoner. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. A lot of this has all come about um, in, in this moment to get Ed Nigma to Catherine and mm. to show his loyalty by starting to get... Um, in between the relationship between uh, Barbara and Tabitha. Mm -hmm. And in fact, Tabitha, maybe with a few pushes from uh, Butch, actually, is beginning to realize that maybe Barbara doesn't always have Tabitha's best interests at heart. Um, you know, Barbara is pretty annoyed that the plan with Mayor Aubrey doesn't pan out like she wanted and that she won't know who the people on the court of owls are Absolutely. Um, and she she makes that sort of scream at tabitha you know 
when will I be the the queen of Gotham? Uh, and Tabitha kind of just politely reminds her, when will we be the queen? Yeah. You promised it would be we. Yeah, yeah. And so there's a few little fractures starting in the Babs and Tabs relationship as well, mm-hmm. uh, coming about because of Jim manipulating Tabitha to really make sure that Mayor Aubrey's head doesn't blow off yeah. when him and Ed Nigma have that meeting in the precinct of the yeah. GCPD. Absolutely. Um yeah, the, like it, it is it's really cool to see that. I love the I love those kind of moments between them. But the other big thing, obviously, is that Tabitha was promised the head of Enigma once they'd finished their plot to upset Oswald and get him out of the major power position, she was told then she'll get her chance to take out Ed. But now Barbara's found another use for him, which is really irritating uh, Tabitha. Remember, she got a hand chopped off because of it. Yeah. Um, Her and Butch almost dies because of Ed uh, and his jealous rage and blaming them for something that wasn't their fault. So um, so I can understand why she's feeling um, that their their particular relationship is is going badly at the moment. Yeah, it's potentially not going to end well. And I mean, Mm. still, how will it end for the Riddler? He's just been taken in without his gun by by the Court of Owls. Catherine does seem to hint that, you know, a man of his intellect could be very useful for the court. Mm -hmm. But are they even right to trust how the Riddler will behave? (laughs) Just Um, don't know, do you? You really don't know. So be interesting to see how he is incorporated into the Court of Owls, because the one thing that a secret organization certainly doesn't want to, to have other than being revealed, is to be infiltrated and destroyed from within. So potentially there's two people here now, Jim Bob and Riddler Bob. (laughs) So, like, this is potentially sealing uh, the downfall of the Court of Owls here Mm. by by allowing this infiltration, uh, one knowingly, the other maybe not so. Mm. But they have so many eyes and ears uh, around the place that maybe they are also aware of Jim's plan. So who knows? There is a lot here yeah. that that has um, the potential to to go in many different directions. Mm-hmm. Uh, one other thing about this about these scenes with uh, with Jim and uh, and Redler, I did really like the moment in the car where they're waiting for Catherine to show up, uh, and Jim's just reminding them of kind of better times. Yeah, um, that love was that nice. moment where he's where he's talking about the dinner date. Do you remember that time when I had you over to the house? Um, you you guys came over and I wanted to get out of it so bad, but we had a great night. I used to consider you a friend, Ed. And they were they were getting to that stage. They were they were about that stage just before Ed uh, committed his first murder, really, or maybe it was around the time of his second murder. Um, but they were getting to that point where they were becoming friends. Yeah, um, uh, it was more innocent times for Jim. I mean, Jim has basically gone on to be uh, a slightly obsessive monster, mm-hmm. really, uh, to some extent, particularly bit. around uh, Leslie. Uh-huh. Um, and certainly, you know, he's been in of the GCPD, he's been out of the GCPD, as Harvey himself has mentioned. You know, if we had a welcome back party every time that Jim decides to return, we would never get any police work done. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Jim has similarly had a pretty uh, roller coaster ride in prison, escaped. Yeah. So a lot of stuff going on with, with Jim as well. Mm-hmm. But one of the great things to see being released back into Gotham through the helping hand of Oswald is Oswald's group of freaks. Oh, yes. Um, he is I, taking on board the advice of uh, of Poison Ivy. Definitely. Very well, isn't it? I absolutely am so pleased 
that Mr. Fry's Mr. Freeze mm-hmm. um, is is back. Uh, I love that moment um, in his massive research igloo uh, somewhere <laughs> in, in the frozen wastes of some pole. Um, that I just I just thought it was really really cool, and it was great to see him back. Was um, really cool. I, I really think well, and myself included. <laughs> I think Goth- the Gotham writers are certainly um, making full use of the puns uh, with respect to Mister Fries, and I suspect maybe heavily influenced by the the Batman movie uh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. were um, yes similar toe curling puns were also used. However. In the instance of Gotham, they're not toe curling. They're, they're they're really good, and it was great as well to see his interaction. You know, it's the song of fire and ice. To be honest, um, it's like <laughs> Game of Thrones, but in Gotham, uh, when we see also Firefly being brought back onto the payroll of Penguin's freak army, and I really enjoyed seeing uh, Bridget Pike as Firefly. Mm-hmm. It was really good to have Firefly back. Um, and I loved um, how she, well, basically said, uh, I'm leaving to she her boss. She in her notice, like. Yeah. <laughs> well, that molten, molten metal right mm-hmm. on his head. Yeah. Again, very Games of Throny, um, very much like Daenerys' uh, brother in season one, uh, having molten gold poured over his mm. head. So, uh, yeah, I was thinking this is Game of Thrones brought to to, uh, Goth- to Gotham. There's, there's worse places to get your inspiration from. Uh, I did love the moment with Penguin and, uh, and Ivy trying to convince her, and Penguin goes, you know, I can kill your boss for you to kind of sweeten the deal. It's like... <laughs> It's like, you know, it's nothing to him. He'll just, you know, he'll take out anybody as long as he gets him what he wants, which we know is the case with us. Exactly. And for Mr. Fry's that he will fund his his research in order to try uh, and and uh, get rid of his condition. He actually wants to return to a a, a full normal uh, 37 degrees centigrade uh, temperature for, <laughs> good, for, for him as a human being, not yes. a mancicle. Yes, I do. I do like the fact that again, uh, both of them went in and had an operation to get back uh, the suit of Mister Freeze from uh, Wayne Enterprises. That's quite interesting. The two of them worked together to to get this to free the suit from Wayne Enterprises. Or Wayne Enterprises is very very leaky, and Oswald does have a couple of connections still left in the city of Gotham. But but I do like that they uh, that they came armed with the suit for Mister Freeze. So he is he is back in action, and we've got our freak our freak army building. Yeah. It's quite cool. It's quite cool. Um, that's all of our top five points, John. It certainly is. I think, for this um, week, yeah. I think we have a bullockism of the week. We certainly do. And of course, uh, as we st- stated earlier in the podcast, there is the competition to win a vinyl pop of Harvey Bullock um, season one base trading cards uh, for Gotham and of course some other little goodies uh, to go into the pot mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bullockism of the week this week. Uh, one of my favourite moments uh, <laughs> yeah. is over the actor's body, over the uh, the dead Hamlet. Uh, Bullock says, is this Hamlet? I guess he just wasn't meant to be. And smiles. Yeah. And then you just see Jim just shrugging it off. Love that moment. Uh, and then just the other one earlier on in the episode when he's making excuses for Jim, as usual uh, with Leslie, he's saying, Jim's working a case. Oh, or he's walking in through the door right now. Yeah, absolutely. No, the <laughs> Hamlet one is is a great uh, little line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, have a quote of the episode. 
go on there. Yeah, yeah, it's sometimes. not bullockism technically. Yeah. It's a tabathism. Yes, a tabathism, a galvanism. Uh, I like that. Galvanism is quite galvanism, good. Um, yeah. Yes, I, like, I just like the moment where she's talking to Edna, but who she wants just so bad to just be out of the picture. Um, she says to him, do you want to become famous? Try dying. I can help you with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which I, I just love. A lovely little moment from her. Um, that was the bullockisms of the week. Any notes? Anything else that we didn't cover about the episode, John? No, I have no notes. No. Overall, what do you think of the episode? Um, I would give this three and a half Ali Moggies out of five. Oh no, we don't want a half an Ali Moggy. Can we raise it up to four? Or Maybe three? four. Three or three and three quarters. It could be a Manx cat without a tail. Or three and a kitten. Three and a kitten. There Absolutely. Um yeah, for Ali Cats uh, out of five. Yeah. Um, I can see that. Yeah. Like, you know, this was a this was again a really solid episode. And to be honest, I think um two absolute standout moments um with uh obviously the the death of selena kyle and then mm. being surrounded by the cats and jim putting on the owl mask uh, and becoming a fully uh, fledged member of the court of owls mm. um, and of course it was great to see mr fries and bridget pike back uh, in in the show it's good to see some of these f- freaks back and um, yeah. i'm really uh, intrigued to see what Penguin and Miss Ivy Pepper are going to do with Mr. Fries and yeah. Firefly. Uh, I still want to call him Mr. Freeze, though. Oh, absolutely. You have um, to. He's Mr. Freeze when he's wearing the, where he's wearing the outfit. Uh, I know we had a new actress playing Firefly in this episode. Uh, Michelle, Michelle Ventimiglia um, didn't return uh, to play this role of yeah. uh, Bridget Pike. Uh, we now have Camilla Perez, who's uh, who's on board playing uh, Firefly for the rest of the season. Uh, good job so far. Um, Definitely. This episode. Yeah. Really, really enjoyed the moments where they're... Um, and, and great to see this team up of Fire and Ice and... Uh, and Poison Ivy and uh, and Penguin. So uh, so going to be quite cool to see that. Uh, I see what you mean about three and a half stars. This is our three and a half uh, alley cats out of five. This three is alley a, cats and a kitten. There we go. Thank you. Uh, I see what you mean. It's kind of a setup episode uh, in this episode for what's to come in the next five. And you definitely need those. We've definitely had um, the need for those in the past. So yeah, this absolutely. And uh, but it's it, it's a solid setup mm-hmm. episode. Absolutely, with some really some like great moments. critical points for this story but also within the canon of uh batman and gotham definitely definitely i think it's time to get on to some feedback john yeah so as always you can send in feedback to us at feedback at gothamtvpodcast.com or you can leave up to 90 seconds of voicemail you just go to our website gothamtvpodcast.com and click on the right hand side tab which says voicemail, and you can leave, as say, 90 seconds of voicemail to record your thoughts or comments or ideas about any episode of Season 3 of Gotham. Mm-hmm. So, fire away, we have a voicemail from yes. Claire Payne. That's right. This episode started with a snowy storm leading into the calm and then ending with three cliffhangers, which will probably guarantee another huge storm to hit the rest of Season 3. As always, lots happened in this episode, which also oozed a few Batman 66 moments. The biggest surprise and one of the best scenes in this episode was Selina and Bruce doppelganger. Selina being pushed through the window and laying lifeless as the cats in the alley surrounded her. It was a brilliant take on the Batman return scene. So will Selina, when she wakes, be part of the army of freaks? 
A really interesting double cross from Barbara as she reveals to Ed that Jim told her about a secret society that really runs Gotham. I like the way this angered Barbara as she's not the Queen of Gotham, which also causes a fantastic argument between herself and Tabitha. The Riddler didn't disappoint in his theatrical twist of Hamlet, with some really cool costume changes to kidnap the mayor he can expose the court live on television. Nigma finally gets his question answered, which he asks Lucius in season two, meeting Catherine, which he informs Jim he will be great use to the court. With this, Jim earns his place on the court, which I have to say, a very nice mass too. I also really enjoyed Ivy and Oswald recruiting a very buff Mr. Freeze and a temperamental Firefly. In Oswald's words, I think episode 18 is going to be very busy. Thank you so much for that feedback, Claire. That's really good. Yeah, thank you, Claire. Um, Absolutely. I completely failed to mention it. Normally over on our um, sister podcast, Defenders TV podcast, we're talking about uh, the Marvel abs uh, yes. as a, a motif that runs through film and TV uh-huh. in, in the Marvel universe. But it, it might be worthwhile uh, bringing up DC abs uh, <laughs> for for a moment. Yes, Mr. Freeze uh, or Mr. Fries looked like he didn't eat too many fries and was spending a lot of time in the gym. Uh, and as always, it was a pleasure to see uh, <laughs> on the small screen. Absolutely, yeah. Um, for sure. Those abs could cut ice. They could. Uh, <laughs> chiseled from ice like yeah. an ice sculpture. Um, yes, he certainly did look buff. Mm-hmm. Um, he really did. And I like your idea of Selena Kyle moving and becoming uh, one of the army of freaks with, with Penguin. That's a really good idea. Mm. Um, and, and probably something that is, um, something that would happen given, uh, her relationship with Ivy Pepper. I suppose the main thing is knowing whether she's got any memory or any recollection of her former, uh, existence yeah. as Selena Kyle after this, uh, fairly traumatic event yeah absolutely um yeah having that connection obviously with poison with, with ivy sorry keep calling her poison ivy uh, having that connection with ivy does does provide a way in for um we have seen her right back right the way back to season one working with fish mooney for example um knowing that she's a freak of the city almost taking those sides and moving along with that element of gotham now that she's lost bruce and now that you know that the brutal ganger has pushed her out a window look there's only so, so many ways that she can go, so I, I'd be very interested to see her working with Oswald. Yeah, we found quite cool. Yeah, um, um, and yeah, three big cliffhangers mm-hmm. here, um, and in particular the the um, yeah the fractures between Babs and Tabs uh, will be interesting to see played out. I think um, over the rest of the uh, the final few episodes of, of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but thank you, Claire, very much for your feedback. As always, uh, it's really good to hear you on the voicemail. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. definitely uh, encourage other listeners to click on that right-hand side tab on our website. Remember, yeah. just go to gothamtvpodcast.com and you can leave a lovely voicemail absolutely yeah um, always love hearing them uh, very simple to do just record it and, and it'll pop over to you if you don't want to go onto the website you can record it through any any means and just send us an mp3 on email at feedback at gothamtvpodcast.com thank you so much for joining us uh, obviously these episodes come out every wednesday as we're reviewing each episode of gotham that was that was episode 17 episode 18 will be out next week on the 11th of august uh which is heroes rise light the wick 
Mm. Ooh, there's definitely an explosion coming in Gotham. That sounds very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, looking forward to that. Yes. Explosions or just simply um, a gothic interior that needs a lot of candles? Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe. Um, that Court of Owls uh, room looks very dark. It does. It needs, does. It needs some candles. candles as well. Probably is um, But yes, our review will be out next Wednesday on the 11th of August. Mm-hmm. And of course, as always, uh, you can uh, go and watch our podcast um, over at YouTube every Wednesday as well. Yes, and say goodbye to the podcast room. A um, couple more weeks, and uh, we will have a brand new podcast area and podcast room, which we're really, really excited about. Uh, I, and, and I don't know whether you watch it, though, and probably just put it on in the background still, but there's just some funky visuals to go with it. Exactly, exactly. Uh, but yeah, looking forward to that. Um, and again, really looking forward to the fact that we'll be covering Gotham Season 4 at the US pace. It'll be great to get back to that. We're really enjoying it. Yes. Thanks for joining us. We will talk to you again next week. Yes, I'm off to stroke a penguin. Uh, As always, it's uh, great to speak with you, and we will speak with you again next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for being a Butch supporter. Butch loves you, baby.